Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. Today, we resume our journey with Dante's Inferno, Canto 32. If I had the harsh and clucking rhymes as could convey the sad hole over which all the other rocks push down, I'd more plentifully press the juice of my concept. But as I don't, it's not without fear that I lead myself to speak. For it's no simple enterprise to describe the depth of all the universe, nor one for a tongue that calls mama or papa. But may those ladies aid my verse, who aided Amphion in closing Thebes, so that the tale might not diverge from fact. O rabble ill-created over all, who stay in the place of which it's hard to speak, here you'd have better been goats or sheep. As we were down in the dark pit, deep beneath the feet of the giant, and I marveled still at the tall wall, I heard said to me, Watch as you walk. Go so that you not set your feet on the heads of these worn and miserable brothers. At which I turned, and I saw ahead and below my feet a lake that for all its ice had the semblance of glass and not of water. Never does the winter Danube in Austria, nor the Dion there below its frigid sky, make so thick a veil for its course as was there. For if Tambernick had fallen on it, or Pietrapana, it would not have creaked even at the edge. And just as the frog sits to croak with its snout out of the water, when the rustic women often dream of gleaning, so were the livid shades sorrowing in the glacier, up to there where shame appears, setting their teeth to the note of a stork. Each one held his face turned down, from their mouths came testimony to the cold, and from their eyes that of sad hearts. When I looked among them a while, I turned to my feet, and I saw two so straightened that the hair of the heads had mixed together. Tell me, you whose chest strained so close, I said, who are you? And they bent their necks, and when they'd raised their faces to me, their eyes, before then only moist within, dropped tears upon their lips, and the cold congealed the tears and bound them again among themselves. Bolt has not bound board with board so forcefully, at which like two rams they crashed together, such ire overcame them. And one that had lost both ears for the cold, his visage turned away, said, Why do you so mirror yourself in us? If you wish to know who these two are, the veil from which Picenzo declines was once their father Alberto's and theirs. They issued from one body, and if you could search all Caina, you'd find no shade more worthy of being fixed in ice. Not that one whose breast and shade were broken at that one fall of Arthur's hand. Not Focaccia, nor that one that obstructs me with his head so that I can't see past him, and was named Sassol Mascheroni. If you are Tuscan, you know well now who he was. And so that you set me to no more words, know that I was Camistion de Pazzi, and I await Carlino and my exoneration. After that I saw a thousand faces compressed with cold, so that I come worn once again, and will come thus always to gelid crossings. And while we came into the midst at which everything heavy is drawn to one, and I trembled in the eternal cold, 
If it was will or destiny or fortune, I don't know. But passing among the heads, I struck one hard in the face with my foot. Weeping, he shrieked to me, Why step on me? If you've not come to increase the vengeance of Montaperti, why molest me? And I, My master, await me here now, that I might escape my doubt about this one. Then hurry me on as much as you will. The leader stayed, and I said to him, besetting me so harshly still, Who are you that so reproach another? Now who are you that go through Antonora striking others' throats? He responded, so that, were I alive, it would pierce me too much. I am alive and ought to be dear to you, was my reply, if you'd ask fame, for I may set your name among the others, note it. And he to me, I crave the contrary. Rise now and bore me no more, for you ill know how to flatter in this grave. Then I seized him by the scruff and said, Confess your name, or not a hair will remain here on your head. At which he to me, Though you pluck every hair, I'll not say who I am, nor reveal a thing to you, if you land a thousand times on my head. I had his hair already wound about my hand, and had torn more than one lock, him howling with his eyes cast back down, when another shrieked, What do you have, Boca? Is it not enough to sound your jaws if you don't also howl? What devil touches you? Now, I said, I'd have you tell no more, wicked traitor. For to your shame I'll bear back true news of you. Go away, he responded, and recount what you will, but don't keep silent if you escape from among us of him whose tongue was now so ready. Here he weeps for the silver of the French. I saw, you can say, the man of Duera there where the sinners are chilled. If you are asked what others were there, you have beside you that one of Beccaria, whose gorge Florence sliced in two. Gianni de Soldanier is there farther on, I believe, with Ganelone and Tebaldello, who opened Faenza when it slept. We had now departed from him, when I saw two frozen in one hole, so that the one head capped the other. And as one bites bread for hunger, so the one above put his teeth to the other, there where the brain is joined with the spine. Not otherwise did Tydeus redden the temples of Melanippus for disdain, than he did the skull and other things. O you who show through such a bestial sign, loathing over him that you consume. Tell me why, I said, and for such courtesy, if you've given reason for your complaint, knowing who you are and his sin, I can still pay you in the world above, if that which I speak does not dry up. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Inferno, Canto 33.